Gigantis on the track to take it straight fire. The blade couldn't cut it, trying to slay this vampire. King Kong on that empire, state building. Eight brilliant on a mic. David Icke would say I'm reptilian. This is a cannibal spitting the venomous shit. That means I'm eating cadavers like Hannibal did. Mandibles acting mechanical, damage your kid. Rest of the body will probably end up in a bag or a ditch. The reason forensics are trapped in the lab and to ask what happened to it. This is the darkest gets. I'm Freddy Krueger these days. All right, we live. So today's guest, before even I say that, um, I don't know what episode this is, and I won't scratch my head to remember the episode. So if anybody asks me again what episode it is, I don't know what the number it is. It's just an episode with an awesome guest. So let me give you my guest's introduction for today. He is a lyricist. I tend to call him, or people like him, vocal airbenders. He is a bar handler. Like he's riding a bike. He handles bars. Like he's doing calisthenics. At the parking yard, no, no, at the at the park, doing pull-ups. He is a stand-up dude, ladies and gentlemen. Burundi-born, Ugandan-raised artist, formerly known as Benny Black, but now goes by the moniker Blizzak. Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up, Blizzak? Shoot. So you you already know me, so I don't I don't really like to talk about myself, but yeah. The name's Benny. I uh, was born in Burundi, like you said, uh, but really UG raised because I feel like most of my formative years, like, you know, when you're still, your mind is still young and malleable, then, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I call home to this day. So, you know, UG on my chest all day, every day. Shout out to UG, 256. <laughs> 256. Yeah so, um, yeah, so I started really, like, rapping in two in 2010 november was the first time i recorded a song with uh, one of my homeboys sydney and uh before that i really like i always loved music i grew up in a like very musical family like none of them played instruments but like my dad had records or tapes things like that so i always loved music but i never really pictured myself as a musician and even that whole recording thing was more like a joke. Like, oh, my, the homeboy knew I used to, like, freestyle for fun in school. And he was like, yo, come record. And then I did. And, like, everyone was like, <laughs> This guy's been practicing secretly. I never he seen Literally, I came through. I wrote some BS. And then we had a song. <laughs> and so, anyway, I've ne- I didn't look back since. So, so it's been a decade now. I've released uh, four projects, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not attached to my music, so I don't always keep track. But you know, won yeah, won a few awards, got some yeah. nominations. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I love what I do. I love writing. I love singing. I, I love creating. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah. everything there is to know. Yeah, man, Benny. Um just not only uh have i seen you even get better and better and better as an artist and also diversifying what people are used to hearing from you and just always mm-hmm. being unpredictable with what the, i mean that the, the idea of how you approach your creation and how you put it out um you always bring the element of surprise to uh the audience and that's a beautiful thing because sometimes people get too fond of a of a way uh, an artist puts out stuff and that's mm. that's like to me something that i've really admired of yours watching from afar and just seeing how you navigate the waters of being an artist and also you know having that distinct uh appearance where you wear a mask and that's that's your thing you know and and how it started is a very good story. I don't know if no, I don't know if I don't know if you want to share it with the audience, but um, I always find it very interesting because a lot of your fans may know you or may see you in public and just walk past you, but they're listening to your stuff, which I find very interesting. But again, uh, moving further on, it's a two-part because I know we may also come to your lifestyle of wearing that mask and <laughs> rapper with a mask. So everybody's just going to be like you. So the integration is just going to happen. 
very symbiotic. The revolution will be televised. It has been. Was that, were, you, were you part of that grand idea? Do you have um, shares? Did you buy shares with a mass company or something? The, the Man, I 95 wish. company? I wish, but if I did, I also would not reveal that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll be a billionaire, which most billionaires don't want to reveal that, especially if you have family members. I, I wouldn't do it this way, man. I'd do it the right way. <laughs> I, I wouldn't profit off lives like that. All right. Yeah, man. Um, so moving from you starting to be an artist and, and over the years you've developed into the new Monica, which is Blizzak. Yeah. Um, it's been 10 years. Uh, do you have a grandiose celebration, album, golden, pa- something to just signify the 10 years? Because that's, that's a milestone. You've been 10 years as an active artist. And I don't know if you so want me to share this with the, the audience. You're a fairly... <laughs> young artist you're not that it's not like you're in your 40s 30s you're you're fairly young you're you're you have so many more years to offer you have you, so. <laughs> yeah. it's just like another i could see another 20 years or even more than that do, do you remember when uh when, when miami uh the, the trio was formed and they said not one not two, two not but three, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. that it came back and bit the, it, it bit their butt. <laughs> it came back. It did, I mean, they they did know, win three. You but. can you can dream, yeah. No, they won. Two. <laughs> they won two, right? Two, yeah. Yeah, two. Yeah, but you know you can dream. So with that, uh, you, do you have any plan to just um, landmark uh, milestone that 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 ten year? <clears throat> so big milestone. Man, honestly, I I feel like in in. In their own ways, each project was a milestone, and and of every, like people that know me know I'm all about growth and just getting better and better. Like I'm not competitive on on the on the level like Michael Jordan was trying to destroy everyone. Right. And I say that because I've been watching The Last Dance. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. My thing is it's 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 a mental battle with me, so it's not like I'm trying to. I'll do you. I mean, like, if someone is like, oh, I'll challenge you, of course, I'll, I'll be like, okay, your demise. But uh, <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly my, like, my battles are mentally, like, I have to get better. It's, it's me against myself every single day. Yeah. So each, each, each body of art that I did. So the first mixtape I did was uh, uh, Black's Wits. So that was Benny, uh, that was actually Black's Wick in the studio. Because at the time, like, it was always hard to get studio access. So, like, I would just see, like, a big artist go and record. And this was when I was in Kigali. Shout out to BMCG Barrick. Um, so, yeah, I would wait for people who are, like, done recording their sessions, jump in and be like, hey, let me get, he paid for an hour. I have, like, he still has 25 minutes. Let me jump in. Let me right. do as many songs as I can with the time that I have. So I think that made me the artist that I am today. Cause like I could sit down, have this conversation with you while either taking notes and writing something at, like at the same time. Cause I'm just used to working under like that, that circumstance, pressure, yeah. kind of circumstance. Yeah. So yeah, that first mixtape was made in one week and I don't think it had been done before in Uganda. Elsewhere, I don't know, but I think in Uganda it hadn't been done. So that was a big milestone. And then the next mixtape, I was in the States. Uh, I just started school and I was like going through a lot, like trying to adjust to life, no friends and all that. So I was like in this weird place. And that's when I started learning to record myself because I didn't know anyone, I didn't, you know? So that was a milestone because like, while it sounds very rough and unpolished, like it's a milestone, like, okay, he sounds rough, but he didn't know how to record himself a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and so on and so forth. So I, I don't, I could go on and on, but pretty much like, I feel like each project I release is a milestone and it's just a sign of growth. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, everything, um, I, I, I caught wind of you 
uh, prior, but I was, I think I was introduced, your, your art was introduced to me by a producer at that time that um, kept on, I kept contacts with till today, uh, Papa Stone, Stone Town. Hey, Stone Town, what up? <laughs> Shout out Stone Town in Germany. Um, he had been working with you and he was like, I have this young hyena, young lion that he's, <laughs> he's, he's out there. He, he, um, he just, you know, eats beets for breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner, you know, and he does also a brunch in between. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just hungry. I've, I've and, since dieted, but yeah. it, that, that used to be the case. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's, he's killing, he's killing it. And, um, he's like, check him out. Um, he has, he has sup he has something to say and, um, He's he's a MC. So at that time, um, I'm also going through my own little pivot. And this was like 2014 when he uh, he introduced me to your art, and then I was like, okay, I'm watching. And sometimes I could watch from a distance, and I'm like, okay, I'm watching because it was raw at that time. It was just rap. It was raw, and I think it was. Um, that was actually that mixtape that where I was recording myself and sending to to Stone Town. So yeah, big thank you to Stone Town, man. Like yeah. he had terrible recordings to work with. Yeah, but dude, that was rough. So it was it was really raw, but you could see, <laughs> like, you, you could see something in there. You could see something in there, and you could hear something in there. Yeah, um, and that later on um, became. Uh, like a building or a construction, just a, a brick to something that when I listen to it, you, ha you give me this, you are one of the few artists that I know personally that have a distinct way they want to, to, to be heard. First of all, because naturally as somebody that has been doing music, you get very desensitized to, um, to another uh, sound you get you always you always want to listen to people based off your rubric of how you want to assess like you have like a little table a matrix of things criteria is like okay vocal boom uh, mm -hmm. you know mix boom substance boom <laughs> this boom but there's some artists that just have their own thing I mean own thing meaning like their rubric is so them that you cannot use another artist's rubric to to gauge them because Benny he's not gonna yell on a song he's gonna speak <laughs> gonna hear him his clarity he has his pacing with the way he puts out his punchlines and then his very strongest thing his strongest point of him as an artist for me as a as a as a friend and a fan is how good his pen is his pen is uh, it's, it's a work of art you know like he knows you could tell somebody that you could tell that somebody is taking time uh constructing an idea and letting it letting it build in your mind while you hear it and you could see where point a got to point b to c to you know it's very it's like he's building a house inside your mind with his bars like it's not no random ideas just put together and it sounds fly because they got a good voice or they have a good way to deliver it's just he's a scientist like it's it's methodic <laughs> it's genius so Listen, um i'm not gonna before, butter you too much before you do but that, i'm a though, technician I'm, I'm a technician and I, I i i have to give you props that so let, let me do the same so dude uh when you say like i plan my stuff like i know what i want I have not met many people that, dude. You were planning your um, uh, shoot, the, the Uncle Strap uh, project. Oh, you were telling oh, like yeah, you, yeah. you at the time you just said like I'm. I feel like I'm taking on the Uncle Strap. Young Elder, yeah. Person, yeah, yeah. So, but at the time you told me Uncle Strap, and that's what stuck in my mind. So, like, I always forget Young Elder because you were telling me about this. Like, I don't know how like three years before um i don't know i can't remember but yeah it was way before and yeah. then like i know how you planned um futuristic uh past mm -hmm. like this was way way back so like yeah. dude uh you the likes of you enigma you guys plan your stuff and 
I learned like I'm a student first, so like right. most people think that oh, like Benny actually raps, raps is all he does. Like I have make I have I am listening to you guys. I'm listening to Malik. I'm listening to my yeah. friends. Like I'm listening to you know everybody. Yeah. Like I'm a yeah. student, so like I take from everyone, and I think you, Enigma, and there's others. I won't get Taka was up mm-hmm. um, that that plan their stuff. So yeah. you know, same same to you, man. Like respect. Yeah, I mean. That's what uh, separates a lot of us artists is being meticulous with everything, with every with every aspect of the game. I mean, it's just not the ability to create music. It's also having it as a package. How do you package it? Like Taka, like you mentioned, Taka, he's he's a uh, he's a brilliant MC, uh, but he has very good. He has very good. Uh, he has very good um, uh, apparel. He has very good clothing. He has very room. <laughs> You're ready. Yeah, room. yeah. <laughs> he knows how to roll out. Like he's he's a genius with that. Like he. Hey, you know what? Lot. You know what? I'm, I'm glad you you're too? saying this because now I don't really go to like as far as brand stuff. Honestly, yeah, branding, merchandise, oh, merch. I, yeah, yeah. So that's the like. I'm glad you brought it up because me and Tucker have had that conversation so many times. Like for me, but like. I f- I like the craft. So I like to write, I like to record, I like ideas, collaborating, I like that creative process. I like ma- you know the making the artwork, getting my site up. However, by the time it comes to all the branding, all the push this out, I'm like, you, you know You get what? burnt out. I'm exhausted. I'm a one-man yeah. army. Like how much can one person do? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's tiring and that's why for me it's like I put the music out. I don't need to put the face, right. the brand. Like I'm and many, tired. Like and many you know of your I mean? peers do have teams. That's another thing. Like, and I'm not saying it's, it's like shaming them for having a team. You're supposed to have a team. You know, Facts. Uh, yeah. You, you don't want to spread yourself thin. You don't want to pull the elastic till it's like this small and then you you break. Um, mm. That's the genius of being a, a machine, being 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 a brand. Um, Taka does a good job to mention, but a few. Um, so many. The ETC. yeah, the myth, man. Like the, the SoUG brand. Yeah. You know, Navio with the Navcorp. Like yeah. Enigma had his uh, enigmatic thing going for yeah. a while. Like you know, in, uh, and, and, and golden and age. We're there, talking about we have... uh, we're talking about Ugandan <laughs> Ugandan rappers. Uh, yeah. And the, yeah, Ugandan rappers. Um, uh, moonwalking from the topic of uh, who you are. Your gen, your your musical genetics is like, that's a I like that I'm gonna use that next time. That's your a cool musical word. breakdown, your musical your your whole genetic, your anatomy of music, your AMP anatomy and physiology of music, to what influenced you? What what made you even want to pick up a microphone? And besides the story of you being kind of like peer pressured into jumping in the booth, but like. Like when Post I wanted, that. when the the pick picked up a pen and I actually wrote. Yeah, like so, where you had intent and and you had like conviction. Like I'm gonna okay. kill this shit. Like what influenced okay, cool. you, what influenced you to do that? So I f- I feel like there's two parts to this story and it's going sure, to make ahead. it long, but I'll I'll try. So the first part, like I said earlier, I come from like a place where dad always had music in the house. So. I would always sing along and then so, like when I was a kid I remember writing like parodies but I at the time I didn't know what they were I would just take like whatever they were saying and then I'm like you know what rhymes with that that will make my friends laugh or something like or just myself and so I feel like that's the first time I really technically stuck cuz like dude I've been doing parodies all my life like ever since I found out I could name any new song that's out in my head i have my own stupid version i just don't record them because the universe does not need that uh <laughs> does not need that energy right but uh so and then the actual time as far as hip hop music goes um it's a we- like most people are like that is the last person i would ever expect to have influenced you but to give you context i was in boarding school in uh seta high Um, a shout out to Flex the Paper too because you know we, we were there, and I like to shout out people because you know it's all love. So I mean, it's all love. Like 
That part, right? of, your, that part <laughs> of your story. Exactly. Your yeah. Story. So, yeah. right. Exactly. So I can't say some things without you know because. I used to watch Flex. Uh, he had a like he's had the Rapaholics brand since high school. Like they used oh, to wow. print T-shirts. At the time, they were like funny looking, but like we used to like to like want to be in the circle and get. Kind of, it was like a Rockefeller chain, like having that. That you know. Uh, so anyway, I, like I said, it might get long, but um, it, it was hard to get like access to a radio in school. It was illegal to have one. So uh, one of oh, my by homies. By the way, uh, let me put everything in context. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Blizzak was in a boarding school. Boarding school is when your parents give you a suitcase, give you necessities, a torch, a little plastic uh, 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 circle <laughs> thing looking that we call a basin. And then he, they give you like a little uh, water <laughs> container called a jerrican and a whole, just a few this, essentials. And they drop you off at a school and they say, I'll see you three months later. Or you'll come home Pretty three much. months later. Pretty much it's like you're doing a bit. You might visit. Like you're like in prison for like three months. And that's context to my American listeners because I have a lot of people that in the United States that listen to my content and they're listening yeah. to it they're like what the hell are they talking about let me let me let me paint a, a, yeah. a clearer picture yeah, so put it in, in context. my boarding school my boarding school uh we each class level was actually color coded to wear a different color of uniform and we had it's like prisons you'd like talking so, about yes prison. it was prison and I was Bunk beds. I was prisoner 127 for four years of my life <laughs> Dog, this sounds like a therapy session. Like we we're talking about trauma. <laughs> this is like trauma. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so it was hard to get access to music. So what happened was one of my homeboys, Chinene, maybe I shouldn't have nah, he's cool. So he sneaked a radio in for me for a fee, a, a high one at that. But then, you know, so I had a little radio. And I finally saved up again or stole some more money so I could now buy batteries because my homeboy was a bit of a crook, so he didn't get me better. So anyway, the first song He's a that hustler. Plays, That's a smart man. He he is. Shout out to dude. Uh, <laughs> hey, pay for the he's batteries. He's a bro, too. but come different. For life. Come different. For life. You buy the bands, <laughs> but the keys are different. Keys you gotta pay for them extra. <laughs> right. You want a radio so he, too? Yeah. You can have a radio in the car. So, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, so the first song, like I waited like in the middle of the night, and the first song I listened to like was. A rap song on Hot 100. I can't remember what it was, but then uh, my homeboy that uh, was was my bunk mate uh, that li- was I think underneath me. I can't remember, but we had bunk beds, so he's like, "Yo, you should check out this artist." And I think he pulled out an MP3, and I was like, "An MP3 player," and I was like, "Yo, is this happening?" So anyway, I get that he plays me uh, one blood, one blood by the game. Mm. Which at the time I didn't know was a gang song, you know. Um, so okay, real question here. Sorry. Yeah. Was it the remix with like twenty million people on it or the original? No, no, no. The original. All right. Yeah, just the original. Just for the I context knew, again. Yeah. Yeah, just for, yeah. So like I knew of the game, but I'd never really like. It was hard to access music going to internet cafes to download it illegally for like five hours two songs not worth it so yeah so he plays me that song by the game and i'm just so like everything from the beat the words the dude in the background oh they're vampires and they see i was like it, i had chills bro like, like, I, yeah. even, even now it's like going back to it i was like yo what is this yeah so that's when the next day um I got, a, you know, one of my notebooks and at the back, I started like scribbling rhymes and it was like everything was rhyming, rhyme for rhyme with um, with whatever the game had said in one one blood. And so after that, I used to just do it for fun or like we on Saturday mornings, like we would do like ciphers or whatever. That's where we would watch the, the likes of Flex. And so like I started getting interested, but I'm like, I'm an introvert. I would always just stay in the corner and then just kind of keep to myself but then one time someone i don't know who decided to pick on me because like i was always in the corner just yeah you know someone picked on me and then i snapped instantly and no one expected it mm. and 
the, that reaction was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I need to live outside my head a little bit mm-hmm. and give myself credit because <laughs> I feel like that's been my my entire like career though. Like people in my head, I'm like, mm, you could do better. You could do better. You could do better. And then I, you know, I don't really talk too much. And then people are shocked every time that they're, they're like, yo, this is you. So part of the reason I wear the mask is like, I don't, I don't want people to like me or whatever. I just want the music out there. That's it. Like, and also he's wearing the mask because of uh, Corona now. So, but oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, stay it's, home, it's a stay double safe. whammy. It's a double whammy. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, something that really captured me with uh, your whole um, inception was the whole introduction to hip hop being based on you kind of taking a risk in your own world. I know it's to some people him getting an illegal radio or him <laughs> and then and then you building off that to uh moving on to listening to the one blood and uh, actually i wanted to tell you this you should go i don't know if you've already done this i know you're a music guy uh, do you still listen to vinyls or you you, you that that because i remember you, you know used to collect, collect vinyls yeah i know you collect a lot uh, still do man you should you should go and uh, listen to the original uh, One Blood by the, the actual Jamaican artist. What was his name? Uh, Junior Reed. You should listen because yeah, yeah, yeah. they sampled. It, it's an original Junior Reed song oh, that was done be. way back then. And listen to oh, it because he's talking, "Mama vampires in the city," and they just use that yeah. part. I see yeah. blood, but they, they yeah. don't. They don't have as many loops as the way they cut it to make yeah. the, that song right. Uh, yeah, and then you will, um, your whole development as an artist, it will kind of like, you go back to being that kid or being that, that guy in high school again. When you listen to original, the, the actual soul of the song that compelled you and was the gravitas to bring you into hip-hop, it wasn't really the raps, to be honest. It was, because they say a good verse is usually the first three seconds of the verse. Mm. It's how you pull Just people in. Them. Yeah, how you pull people in because some people are late starters. They don't start really good and they get busy in the middle. And those people mm-hmm. usually struggle to have to have that respect. But people that know how to pull you in, put a little bit of fluff in the middle and end strong or do whatever. It's like running a relay with how you, you, you keep people's attention. And, and sometimes it's hard because we all have different prior experiences that People come from different parts of the world that when you're using similes, it may not hit as somebody that came from where you came from. Or when you're mm-hmm. using uh, uh, metaphors and using uh, triple, quadruple, whatever, <laughs> it depends on how somebody, what somebody's been exposed to and also how imaginative, that, how much imagination they have in their mind to see words in different angles. Some people don't have that bandwidth in their mind. So... That's the same way I, I feel about. I feel like, like, I, like, in a, in a non like bragging way, man. Like I, I can't imagine what like my life would be like if I didn't have that. To be honest, yeah, like, I, I can't imagine a life where I'm not creative. Like, yeah, I, and you know what? What's <laughs> what's crazy is uh, leading from that to. Whenever I hear people's stories, I always tell them go back. Listen to the songs that pulled you into doing what you do and see their DNA. See what made mm. those songs stick to you. Whether it's a sample, go back to the original song and see what song structuring, what BPM, what, what mm. there's a reason why you like something. There's nothing I, new to what you sucks. like. There's mm. nothing new. There's dope is not new. Everything is recreated, reprocessed, and there's a soul of a song. So if I go back, there's a reason why I like saying songs because it's, it's, it's not the melody. The melody comes from some, maybe I was introduced to it as a five-year-old or a three-year-old, but I cannot really recall back to that. But it makes me feel some nostalgia. It, it, mm-hmm. it kind of like, yeah. like triggers a smell of a year because sometimes I could smell a year. I remember the smelling of, I mean, smelling, sorry, yeah. the scent or the, <laughs> the, 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 the scent of, of rain hitting Tamako asphalt. I can I can yeah. feel that. 
So when you could trigger those emotions off people, you live longer as an artist rather than just playing off how superior what's you par, are or what's how superior right you now. are, how much money you have, how many mm. women you can fornicate with, how how much um you know like Black men don't cheat yeah i mean but 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 but, but, but you have to understand that there's a gravitas to that too there's some people look at that because they look at you as a product a prototype or a poster child and they they want to emulate you so they can get what you have so that doesn't last longer than the soul of the song so i always mm. challenge great artists your first song break down the dna of that song from the bpm the, the melody the I sample mean, and then you will discover yourself and you will realize what triggers your hearing and also catch an implicit bias because we have implicit biases and we don't even know those implicit biases because mm -hmm. we've never we've never dove deep in understanding why I like saying music and I don't like saying other music because what you've been exposed to there's a reason why people from in the United States from the East Coast will find maybe the New Orleans bounce kind of different because it's a different BPM. But people in New Orleans like the New Orleans bounce, and you hear a big Frida popping off in New Orleans and not popping off <laughs> in New York. Or you find three six controlling the whole uh, South, and South, yeah. you know what? But now it's different because the South runs everything now. But like, <laughs> you look at all that DNA, and then you listen to uh, G Funk that came from. I mean, it's it's predominant the in the West Coast, Coast but you hear yeah. funk came from the Midwest. If you talk about Ohio and blues and all that stuff that comes from these musical cities, break down that DNA and then you become a different artist. Like, I feel like you start to, and that's the problem about that too. I feel like the more you become an artist, the more you overthink things and you don't produce like when you were ignorant and you were breaking rules. When you were breaking rules, everything was a hit. Because you follow no structure. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. But, but, but see, at the same As time, artist, though, Why is that? Like, when you break rules is when things make sense. Like, things start look, looking good. But when you follow the, the discipline, the structuring, the knowing everything. Uh, I don't know, man. So, the, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Because on one hand, if you're going... You, like even free forum jazz wasn't for everyone so like some people it worked some people it didn't so i feel like as you grow you kind of find yourself so it's it's kind of just like life and like transitioning from childhood to adulthood so like when i started everything was fun i didn't care i went to the studio rapped laughed i in my mind there was no like i'm competing it was i'm just having a blast you and then yeah it starts going into like okay now i have a reverb nation account and now i'm like okay reverb why nation. am i number Shout five nation facts right so now i'm like okay wait why am i number five these four people suck you know what i mean and then that goes into now it's no longer fun it's this and then it keeps yeah. building until you find yourself trapped the same way it start adult like you transition you go to school you go to this, you graduate, you're trapped in work. It's just life. It's, I feel like it applies, it's, it mirrors life. That's just yeah. what it is. I had the pleasure to be around you for like a week. <laughs> and I saw... I was your guest. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, mean, I had the home, pleasure. I, 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 I don't live there anymore. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we need to have um, a different conversation. But, All right. <laughs> but, 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 um, I had a pleasure. I had the pleasure to be around you while you you created, and one thing that I really um, I really saw was the work ethic. Um, at that time, prior even to being around you, um, there was one time I was around one of my contemporaries, and they didn't believe my work ethic because I was a person dropping like two projects a year. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was doing it is because sometimes you get caught up as an artist in and all it being an autopilot right and at that time i was like yo i work really hard man i could put out like i could put out like you know and as i started to become more selective as i said improving engineers i'm like spending like 
20 days on one song getting the right mix like you have 24 like it's it it, when you start to know a little bit more about mixing and you start to learn that stuff and you start to have equipment you start to play with stuff a little bit more and then you start to second guess and i think i make the song second guessing after that Mm -hmm. but one thing i saw about you is you were like you on go mode you're like i don't care i'm just going you like tupac out of out of out of out of prison like just you were like pumping out like four songs a day and i think that's when you were working I, and i i believe i recorded like two or three songs yeah, you, you recorded four songs and i i can name them all but yeah and no let's not do that but like i i remember seeing you work and i remember going to sleep you're like bro i'm gonna stay awake can, uh, can, i never can seen, I share my i never seen anybody work like that no i can mean i, I mean for for, for, for right, a second for sure <laughs> because when you share it it's gonna stop the recording and oh never mind no 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 never mind but But, um i I have a folder i have two ableton folders and one of them has 500 songs right now the other is like at 200 something and i i i don't know man it's it's for me it's not even about releasing them that's why like hence the mask and everything you're an animal i I like you're a beast you're a beast. I saw that with my own eyes. I saw this guy <laughs> not sleep. I went back. Remember that time I left you in my basement working? <laughs> and I came yeah. back and you were still working. And I was no, like, actually, you know what? But I went that, was, that was a cool night. There was that, a night that, that, that go we party? went out. We partied. You came back tired. And I was like, all right, go into the basement. <laughs> you went to the basement. I had like a little setup at that time. And um, my man was like on go mode. And I'm like, I've never seen that in my life because I've been around artists that are structured as, okay, studio time, I'm only giving it like four hours, five hours. And then if not, if nothing comes up, I'm dipping. This guy, I can honestly say that I know for a fact, Blizzak would definitely be in the studio all day, all night, if he had to. Yep. That's all. He'll wake up, <laughs> write some songs, play his ukulele. He plays instruments too. Or mm-hmm. find some way that he could does he does whatever he wants to do. But like he's he he's like his vacation is his vocation. Where he where he works is his vacation. Like he <laughs> finds that fun. Because this one night, I swear, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was sipping that night. I asked him, Do you want to go outside and, 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 and hit up uh, Old Town or hit up the, the little clubs or whatever in my city? He's like, nah, I'm gonna stay in. I just want to write. Yep. And I'm like, sounds Bruh. like me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know Bruh. what? Here's the thing. The, I've, I was in the states for four or five years, right? Mm-hmm. I went to two nightclubs. One time was with, when we went out, and yeah. like, that wasn't even like a big club because like yeah. most places were shut down. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. Like I don't. I, my head. I don't like things come. Like I. I observe at my pe- pace in my own weird ways. I don't know, like, cause like your, your way of writing is you go out, study the world. Like you talk to people, you, you know what I mean? Like I also Why are you giving people process. my secrets. I've never talked about how right, man. My bad. Oh shoot. No, just, my bad. I, just, uh, just, <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure. I, I do. Yeah, but like, I have like to, I have you're to an observer. Something. Like you have to, yeah, I have, right? to, I have to experience something. Sorry. You experience. Sorry. Yeah, I, I observe something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can, I can kind of. I like to use my imagination after observing instead of interacting. So like, Mm. say like back when I was a kid, right? I would see like, like say cute girl, right? And no, 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 it's not like, dude, it's innocent kid stuff. It's, you know what I mean? Like, and I'd be like, hmm, like, of course I'd be captured by the beauty, but before even like interacting at what the first thing I'd be like, hmm, like, wonder what her name is like i mean like of course that's a common question right but like then i'm like hmm, i wonder like how old is she what is she into like mm. it's i i'd like to use my my imagination and then that way i'm surprised so like i like to make little assumptions not judgments but like i like to paint a picture in my head of something or and then be surprised if it happens to match or if if it's way off mm-hmm. it's good yeah so Bro. that's how i you have an uncanny ability to create melody out of nothing. 
played a beat for you and next thing i know i just i was like you know i'm sitting in a corner like writing my shit like quiet this dude is, is over there sitting on a chair doing a melody like almost like an eight bar melody like just long melody it sounds like he had been writing it i'm like no he didn't even have a pen and pen. he's just repeating it he repeated it so much and i don't know if we even did record i don't know we never had no we, we just we no we we wrote but we never finished yeah and then you are like you're just i'm like who is this guy who does he think he is he's, he's in my basement <laughs> coming up with a melody i'm a person that i was in say, my house I'm not, and i'm not afraid to say this in front of the world i could write one verse for a week because i know how i compound my verses it's my, my my verses are not to be listened. I mean, I want to create it in a way that it can be surfaced and also for the person that wants it in another way. And also I care so much about how I project my voice because I know my biggest weakness is enunciation. I, I'm, I have a, la- a lazy enunciation. So that that in itself it used to be my weakness. But like when you understand what your strength and your weaknesses are, you take forever to learn how to put your shit down. You want to be very precise because I feel a lot of artists may be skilled with a pen or maybe skilled with the voice and something lacks, something has to give. It's never mm-hmm. like a, a fully balanced artist. And if they're fully balanced, then you get a Kendrick Lamar or you get this. There's always something that you can nitpick on everyone, including myself, whether it's mm-hmm. how I enunciate this or or maybe I use the same this, or maybe I did this, or, you know, like we all have these things, but that's the challenge of being an artist. I'm saying that to say this, all your time that you've collaborated with someone, mm-hmm. anyone, someone, this hat could fit on any head. <laughs> Who's your favorite person to collaborate with? I already know the answer to this. Oh man, come on. This is too easy. This is so, it's a layup. Oh, it's a layup. No. And you gotta, you gotta no, big up, you gotta easy, big up bro. him. You gotta be, big, big him up. You gotta big him up. Hold up. Hold up. No, I, I know, it's I know, not I know, as I know, easy I have, as I thought. Can I, can I give you the person I think you're gonna say, or you're gonna, you're you gonna hit me know, with yeah. a, you're gonna hit me with a, with a juke. Come on, man. You're gonna sidestep. <laughs> okay, exactly. I'm like, you you motherfucker. It's like, sorry. It's like this, there's certain combos, right? <laughs> you, I was gonna say you MFers, but but <laughs> this, uh, you just two, bleep it. You two people work so well together. You're like a good one-two punch. Like you're a good combination together. Your chemistry is amazing. You guys understand how to complement each other. It's and and to be honest, music is not. I mean, when you go off the surface level of like, okay, I, I better, I better have the best verse on this one. It's, is the song good? Is the song fucking good? Sorry, mom. Come on, man. Why are you cussing, man? Sorry, mom. On, man. I'm getting excited. How, how am I gonna play this for my mom? <laughs> okay. Pull it, pulling it back in, and we're gonna do a lot of post production. But um, you guys yeah. really compliment each other, and I love how that relationship. Uh, has been over the years, but I want you to share with the uh, audience how all that started and how did you know that that was your guy to uh, sit down and collaborate with and make these classics that you guys have been working on. So the thing is like our paths were always like, always kind of like weirdly close, like career wise. So like he started dropping music around the same time I started. So I like to learn. I like, so whoever at the time was on Reverb Nation, I guarantee it, whether whether you rapped in Swahili, as long as you were in the Uganda Reverb Nation, I played your stuff. Can, can, I, can I say one thing? Um, yeah. I did used to tinker around and watch, because I was never in the UG Reverb Nation, because I was always, a little, I was already here, right? Mm-hmm. But I also used to see one guy, and this is going to bring a little con- controversy to, to, to my uh, con my podcast and i believe this podcast is always about giving people shine rather than talking about people and how they have used technology to to, to fool the, the audience let's talk about one rail but I, I always saw him as number one in ug but anyways keep going you were talking about reverb nation and how you yeah, guys so formed. like yeah so like but at the time we'll, i knew we'll get of back him, to that. right <laughs> yeah at the time i knew of him like because i was always like 
I'm not gonna be numbered this. I'm, I'm, if I'm going to, I'm going for the top, right? So like, I already had him on my radar as like, okay, that dude is, because at, at the time it's now like I'm competitive, so I was like, you know what? He can hold his own. Like, I don't know where this could go. So that already for me like created that interest. Like, okay. So anyway, fast forward. Were you rubbing your like, hands right there? Like he was like, yeah. remember? He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, like, this is my guy. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, there was a there was an event, a talent search event organized by Talent Africa, and they were looking for MCs. So I was there actually with the like two of my homeboys, just like for support. And at that point, at some point, I'm sure our paths crossed, but we didn't interact. So I was looking at the time. I was looking at the line. So many people, and I was listening to them like rap and freestyle to their friends. And I was like, I feel like everyone sucks here, man. I'm going to go. This 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 is going to be one of those phony shows, right? Like nothing will come out of it. And so I just ignored that whole thing. And then like a week later, it's on Hot 100, which was like the biggest uh, radio station at the time. I hear them like, okay, these are the people that have qualified. And I'm like, oh, yo, some of these are nice. Like, oh man, I could have gone and competed. Like, and there was that thing, right? I was like, oh. So anyway, eventually me and Tucker bumped into each other. at It was at some bar or something. At the time I used to, you know, we used to be out and about. And so someone introduced us. I was like, yo, man, I've listened to your stuff. You know, I, I like what you do. Like we should, you know, we should work on something. But at the time, to be all honest, it was more like, I want to see where this can go. It was more like, I've heard you on the radio and I know I could have made it there. Like, it wasn't be like, it wasn't any hard. It was like, you're trying to measure wanna, yourself. You're trying to yeah, measure. Yeah. You, you know, just, yeah. Like, yeah. So that was pretty much it. So then he came to Yego at some point. We recorded something. I don't think, I think we may have lost those files. But after that, we started like having, like we, we realized there was like camaraderie, like even by the time we got to the stew, it was nothing like competitiveness. It was just vibes, just reading the energy, right? And it was like, you know what, let's work more. And then we started sharing ideas. Like it could be like a funny line, a stupid theme, something. And honestly, from then to this day, that dude and I like send each other ideas almost like every other day. Cause like we we're constantly doing something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be rap, but yeah. Like I'm doing right. photography. I'm doing this. He's doing this. He's doing that. Yeah. So we always like, so it's gotten to a point where it's like steel shop and steel. And we're just like in sync. So mm. the only, the only thing that's that would, that hasn't made this like a hundred percent like hit in my opinion is the fact that we're, we're both in different countries. Cause I feel like if we were there and we could do shows, we could, you know what I mean? Like, and people could actually see us on stage. Cause mm. dude, like, we're like brothers, honestly, at this point, mm. like my family knows him. Like, I mean, like my family knows so severe suspect mm. who is another strong contender for favorite collaborator. Holy sh Anyway. Yeah. 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 You censor yourself very good. <laughs> you're good. Hey man, uh, African I'll parents. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. Um, you guys what you have built on it because you guys have something that is magical uh, both of you are highly highly talented individuals um and both of you i would say you complement each other with the talent i mean both of you have the same strength but it's a, it's it's just one it's just whole hard to see people two strong people come together and egos don't clash or <laughs> let me have you know, because I know for a fact, duos are the hardest. I mean, it's better to be in a group with five people, but duos, knowing like, okay, I'm having the second verse. When mm -hmm. we were kids, having the second verse was cool because you were looked at as the guy who, the, the superior, anchor. Yeah. <laughs> but now in nowadays with people with low attention deficit, people just, just want to hear a song for like two minutes. The guy who goes mm -hmm. off first is the one who's getting played. And if you guys fall off, you could still perform that song because you're not going to wait for the second verse to perform your yeah. joint because they want to hear a guy who rap first. Mm -hmm. 
that's free game. Oh, Anybody ever? That, it, that's it, not there for no, us. No, I mean, but I know it's <laughs> yeah. not for you, but that's free game. Like everybody wanted to rap first. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was coming up because we understood the dynamics of that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving from that, talking about what, what's your passion? Dude, like right now, creating, what, what are you passionate about? Creating. I'm passionate about creating. And I, I, I know that's a very broad term, yeah. but I, it's just like, I can't move around to show you my setup, but right. I have a camera there. I have two there. They're not running necessarily, but right. I have a mic. I have some props in the room. Yeah. Like I do photography. I, I play see instruments. That. I see you doing photography. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like to create. So my passion is like, if I woke up and I didn't have uh, like I couldn't write, I couldn't take pictures. Like I don't feel like I'd have something to to look forward to. You know right. what I mean? So I feel like it takes a while for for people to find that. And for me, like when I started out, I used to be like, my passion is rapping. It's rapping, but I wasn't looking at the big picture. Mm. Uh, puns not intended, but you know what I mean. Like I was looking at things from <laughs> a different happened? angle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, like the more like I've taken time to grow, the more I'm like, I actually like to create, which is why I don't care. Like people are like, Oh, how, how can you be a hardcore rapper playing a ukulele? Well, I, I, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. You see, that's the, that's the key question. Who are you? You don't even know me. Like, like how cool are you? Like Like, why you, why who told you I was a hardcore rapper? I'm just a rapper. I just, exactly so this this is this is hardcore persona i'm just a chill dude i enjoy sweet i enjoy records i enjoy just going on hikes taking dope pictures i like you know i'm I'm a simple very simple person you know what i mean so yeah i just like to create i'm passionate about that you complex though you're not a simple person you're a very complex person i feel like it's pretty straightforward I mean, to you, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very simple. But in your mind, you, this dude is like rocket science. He's probably doing something. He's probably building a whole formula that's going to save the world of some ideas nice. that's going to save the world of. I'm pulling his leg right now. I'm just playing with him. One can um, hope. Let's let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about. Okay, let's unwrap the whole music aspect of off your layer right and let's go to you as a person what is your personal ideology and how how do you implement that in life like i know bits of that personal ideology is you discovered that that absolute like your absolute is i'm a creator that's your core but how okay your and this is a, a question that you could take like a second or two just to to just yeah, and you don't have to give it. You don't have to explain like it's not like a lecture type of explanation. Like you getting a degree mm-hmm. or a thesis. Just give give us like two or three sentences. Two or three sentences. I'm gonna like, give you two words instead. <laughs> okay, absolutely. That would be perfect. The, the personal. The two Latin words, uh, "memento mori," which means "remember you'll die." So everything I do is not like I'm constantly like, oh, I'm going to die. But it's, it's always like, much as I don't go out, say like you or whatever, but in my own personal room or whatever, I live in the moment and I appreciate like, you know, like family, like even though I'm not necessarily like going out and going like, hey, thank you, mom. Thank you. You know, like I take time to like savor that in. And I'm like, you know what? Remember, you'll die. So make a hundred songs today because I could just die tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Not like yeah. I live in fear of it, but I know right. the fact that we will. So I mean, that's the only thing. To promise money, to you. That's the only thing that that's a that's the only guaranteed promise. Exactly. So yeah, memento um, mori, man. Memento mori. Exactly. I had to put the accent on it. Memento yeah, mori. Man. Memento mori. It's, it's always you, perfectionist. <laughs> I'm, bad. I'm I'm far from a perfectionist. I'm just OCD about what I want, but I'm not a perfectionist. I don't have a chest perfect. Um, I thought I used to be, but yeah, that's good luck. Last time we spoke, you were, man. Good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that. I used to be, but good luck with that. Good luck being a perfectionist. But this, this whole thing of yours, this whole podcast was inspired by growth, right? Like, absolutely. Lessons learned. There you go. That's, yeah, man. Lessons learned. Okay. 
I'm gonna hit you with um, kind of like it, this. This whole segment for my podcast is based off rapid fire, but I don't want to make it rapid fire because that will be very detrimental with these dumb questions. <laughs> I'll call this segment or this uh, this piece of my podcast. I'll call it "Get to Know the Guest." Right. So I'm gonna ask you questions, <laughs> so people could know who Blizzak is. Okay. Right. Can Can I plead the fifth on some of them? Oh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you, right. you, you, you can say next question. All right. All right. So, this is the question. Mm. What's your favorite out of these three? Movies, documentaries, or series? And you could rank them. Okay, so movies, documentary series, man. TV series, yeah. Yeah, so man, lately, 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 just because oh, of so where that's I'm your disclaimer. Life. Okay. That, yeah, because man, like you know, right now I'm still working despite quarantine because I'm apparently essential. But so I don't have much time. So movies rank higher. Okay. Right, because like I can sit watch a movie in a night. That's it. TV shows, man, they there's so much investment, so they're going to drop and actually go lower than documentary. So it would be movies, documentaries, TV shows at the moment. So it's just how I presented it. <laughs> like movies, pretty much, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. So um, second, uh, get to know the uh, the guest. Um, what was the last book you read? Uh, I just recently reread. Uh, Death with Interruptions uh, by Jose Saramago, mm-hmm. who is, dude, please, uh, I know this um, This is not a paid thing, but if you can take anything away from this whole thing, go read the book uh, Death with Interruptions. Mm-hmm. Jose Saramago, great book. The opening line is, and the next day no one died. Mm. So it's it's a world where death is gone and it... it, it his imagination is amazing because it's a, it's a scenario that has never happened. So he had to mm. imagine what that would be like if death stopped. The, mm. Like the repercussions are crazy. It's stuff you don't normally. Mm. So yeah, I, I love that book. Okay, so now the next one is is I have to I have to set it I have to set it off with hypothetical situation, <laughs> scenario based. You're on death row. What would be your last meal? Oh, think, 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 think about this one. I, uh, your last we, meal. Are we? T- we're talking actual meals, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, whatever you want, whatever you uh, want from <laughs> the world. Uh-huh. Your last request <laughs> to eat something. Fam, I like Before those who know something. will know just based off the laughter. But yeah, man, that's what I'ma eat. But um, meal wise, meal wise. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. I mean, that you could get conjugal. You could get conjugal. I didn't say nothing though. What, what I'm just saying. I'm just. Paying, I'm just saying. You could get conjugal, and she could bring that to you. Whatever yeah, we, it is, we, she could prepare it at home. We gonna have to cut this out. I mean, I'm not. No, bro. I'm just saying. Okay, you could get visitors to bring whatever you right, want. Let's see. Honestly, man, like, it, it would be like one of my mom's home cooked meals. What would it be like, in, in particular? I can't, I can't pick, man. I honestly, that one would be tough. Like, if I would pretty much like, if it's like my go, last meal, like I'd have a last like, cook everything. I'd tell her cook everything. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like whole like back home Christmas is like the big thing. So pretty the whole much. Christmas layout, that kind of energy, the whole yeah. Christmas layout is what you're getting. Like you're getting a little bit of each portion. Yeah, 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 man. I want to go out with a bang and diarrhea and everything. Uh, I mean, of course you're going to diarrhea if, if it's old school ways of going out. <laughs> you're getting like the asphyxiation through a rope. Uh, if you're getting the lethal injection, I don't know if they, if you're, you 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 no, we're getting dark right here. I mean, okay. if, if it's lethal if, injection, um, I don't know if you're, 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 uh... <laughs> okay, here's, here's no, the no, answer. Um, about, this is kind of like morbid it, and weird. <laughs> Why did you go there, man? Because <laughs> I know you, your brain, your weird brain is starting to think right now. To say something it is crazy. thinking. I have a plan. Okay, okay. <laughs> Share it with the people, man. Nah. Hey, his thoughts are his thoughts only. Okay, go, go uh, on. I'll do that on a track. It's, it's okay. Okay, all right. Because it could go morbid right here really quick. Real. I just wanted the meal 
But if you talk about preparation, if you're talking about what I'm going to do after, that's, it gets really dark right there. Okay. So we all have downtime unless you're an essential worker such as yourself. Mm -hmm. So during this uh, quarantine period for, 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 for some people, uh, for yourself, what have you been doing? Reflecting and and um, I'm gonna so I'm also I'm also gonna tie this to um, the last question I usually ask my guests. What are the lessons learned with this Wait, and from this right now? From 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 the quarantine and totality of life, <laughs> what are the lessons learned? Basing well, off so, just what where you at right now. So right now, first of all, man, like I. I don't think there's anyone in any of the generations that are alive. If, if there is, there's very few that have seen anything like this, right? So for me, this is a, like, I'm still, like, I do know what's going on. I understand. I keep my ear on the street. But, like, at the same time, I'm, I'm so, like, still trying to wrap my head around how this escalated. Because, like, two months ago, honestly, I was laughing. It, not laughing, but, like, Hey, you know what? Ebola came and went. This came and went. It is, you know. So like, I'm still trying to process what's going. Like, cause I overthink. So I'm like, what's going to happen after? What's going to happen if? So there's that. But on the bright side, I've I've kind of realized like how out of touch we've been with people. Cause like, dude, ever since people like all the friends that have unfortunately been laid off. Like, dude, my phone is blowing up. Like, it makes me feel like, not to take it this weirdly strange direction, but I feel like the whole extreme capitalism of the world has kind of ruined connections. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has been so busy. I was, it was always, I'm in school, I'm doing this, I'm at the party, I can't meet you. But now it's like, we're stuck home and we're like, oh, shoot. There's so many no people I hadn't talked right to. I know where you are. Yeah. And you're like, wow. And then you reconnect with some and realize like, whoa, this is why this worked. And then you reconnect with some and you're like, ah, shoot. That's why that, you know what I mean? So it's shown me that. And um, as far as life overall, man, um, I don't know. I think it's the same thing, like my same approach to life. Like, remember, you'll die, man. So like, just leave good memories. You know what I mean? Like, I. I, I feel like I can confidently say, and if someone is watching this and disagrees, feel free to, to say so. I feel like I have made every single person I met in my life at one point or another, I've made them laugh. Even if it was a one minute conversation, yeah. I know that like there is something about me that, that there's a quote by uh, Robin Williams that resonates yeah. with me. He said something along the lines of, uh, I always try to make people laugh because I understand what it's like to be deeply unhappy. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So same thing. It's, I literally, I didn't steal it, but I presented it different on my What You Know song where I was like, um, shoot, what did I say? Uh, something along the lines of, uh, I want to make you happy. So I learned to entertain, to give you all the only mm. thing that I cannot attain. You know what I mean? That's so the same thing as tears and smiles of a clown. Like, Pretty much, yeah, right? Just so. people are just they don't know what's happening because you think exactly. you know you don't know what's yeah that's some real stuff that's deep yeah. that's very deep. <laughs> so um, remember you'll deep. die uh, basically. Remember you'll die. So leave good memories, man. Like find a thing that that works for you. Like for me, it's my creation and like making people laugh. Like I, not like oh you a clown, but you know what I mean. Like. Just makes like it doesn't cost me anything to make someone laugh. It's it's something yeah. I was given, fortunately. Right? Cheer people up, cheer people up, you know especially yeah. especially at this time. It's, it's like exactly. people need people need a reason to smile. Like he said earlier, like some of the real stuff. He said he knows he knows I know people that I've even gone a step farther. I know I know uh, families that I've lost, family members I've lost, people that run the family. Uh, to this um, this unfortunate virus um, and he's like using his space or his airtime right now to just tell you what he would want to be known for in this in his life of existence is 
you could bet that every time you had an interaction with him, every time you experienced him, at least he made you smile or make you laugh. Uh, that's that's heavy. Um, that's <laughs> I mean, something. I think I've made you laugh, bro. Like, uh, I think you so. made me laugh multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. You know what um, I'm saying? Yeah, man. And um and and really and truly, like, we need more of that in the world. Um, some of us live a life very serious, very goal driven. Sometimes mm. overdriven. Then when you realize all those goals driven, when everything is hit on a pause button or a stop button. You realize, oh, this was all a simulation. This was all fake. I was just driven to help somebody make money. Like you start realizing all your goals from all the accolades you have from degrees, whatever, to whatever. <laughs> it means nothing. It's humanity. Sometimes divinity, if you're into that. And sometimes <laughs> uh, togetherness and family, that really means anything. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. once everything has been stripped away, then stripped away, what have you got? Nothing. Once the technology is gone, what's up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, um, when the clubs are closed and you're not twerking on nobody, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm so, not yeah, twerking man. on nobody, regardless. Not you. I meant like <laughs> not you, man, bro. And <laughs> I just, I was referring to certain people. You talk to you talk to the system. Nah, nah. I was, hey, man. Babe, hey, man. but. <laughs> but, but but really and truly, really and truly, man, uh, uh, Benny Blizzak, bro, I appreciate you for this moment. I appreciate you for gracing my yeah. platform. I know sometimes everybody, all my friends know I'm a very argumentative, very debative, very aggressive. And if I had a podcast, they were like, bro, your shit is going to be, I mean, your stuff is going to be long form. You're going to talk, <laughs> bring different angles. Because I could have been a lawyer if I wanted to. Uh, pulling that, that back, pulling that back, I appreciate an idea. I appreciate a mind that will always come into my platform and always bring a lesson. And that's the premise of this whole platform is lessons learned. ATW along the way, um, you're a, a, a rapper, an artist, a person, a brother, a son, Facts. friend, <laughs> all these and above, and you sat down and talked to me, and I appreciate hey, you man. throughout this time for uh, giving me a great interview. And, hey, man. Uh, lessons it works both ways, way. man.